Welcome to Hashal Art Podcast. I am Meetha, computer science junior. Today, joined by my co-host Billin. How are you doing, Billin? Hi. Um, I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's been a long year that's gone by very quickly, and we have enjoyed doing this podcast. It's something that I believe that we both formed a passion for, being able to research and discuss topics that we choose ourselves, rather than other people, teachers, and such giving us a topic and, in a way, forcing us to talk about that only. And I'm only saying this because, sadly. I will not be coming back this following year because of some outside factors and Meetha might not be coming back as well. So this will be our last episode. Sad. <laughs> um, but now enough about us. Let's get into the topic. Meetha, what's the topic of the day or shall I say the topic for the next two weeks? Yes. Sad to see everyone go. But talking about today's topic, let's we will be diving deep into discussions surrounding gun control and school shootings. But before we dive sort of understanding the debate surrounding it or understanding the effects of school shooting, let's first try to understand the gun laws in the United States. So the gun ownership and the gun homicide rates are higher in United States in comparison to the to other to rates in other advanced democracies. So US gun laws has raged for decades often reigniting after a high profile mass shooting. Gun violence has surged in 2020 and 2021 amid the COVID-19 pandemic. So gun ownership in United States is rooted in the Second Amendment of the Constitution where it states that a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The United States with less than 5% of the world's population has 46% of world's civilian owned guns according to a 2018 report by Switzerland based small arms survey. It ranks number 1 in firearms per capita. The United States also has the highest homicide by firearm rate of the world's most developed nations. But many gun rights proponents say that these statistics do not indicate a casual relationship. However, the right to bear arms is not unlimited. The US Supreme Court has upheld some firearm restrictions such as ban on concealed weapons and on positions of certain types of weapons. as well as prohibition against the sale of guns to certain categories of people the gun control act of 1968 prohibits individuals under 18 years of age convicted criminals mentally unstable and dishonorably discharged military personnel and others from purchasing guns in 1993 the brady handgun violation violence prevention act mandated background checks for all unlicensed individuals purchasing a fire firearm from a federally authorized dealer at the same time us supreme court has rolled back certain gun laws in 2008 the court struck down a washington dc law that banned handguns Federal law provides the basis for firearm regulation in United States, but the states and the cities can impose further restrictions. Some states such as Alaska, Idaho have passed various laws attempting to nullify the federal gun legalization. But the legal analysts say that these are unconstitutional. In 2016, President Barack Obama took several actions in the response to a shooting in California that were intended to decrease the gun violence, including a measure requiring dealers of firearms at gun shows or online to obtain federal licenses and conduct background checks. In 
2017, the pres- President Donald Trump responded to a pair of mass shootings in Las Vegas and Parkland, Florida by imposing a regulatory ban on so-called bump stocks, devices that allow semi-automatic guns to fire at a rate approaching that of automatic weapons. But Trump also supported some measures that eased gun restrictions, including a bill that rolled back an Obama-era regulation that made it harder for people with mental illness to purchase guns. As of 2021, there were no federal laws banning semi-automatic assault weapons, military-style rifles, handguns, or large-capacity magazines. There there was a federal prohibition on assault weapons and large-capacity magazines between 1994 and 2004, but Congress allowed these restrictions to expire. And mass killings has surged amid COVID-19 pandemic. So as of July of 2021, more than 8,000 people were killed in in shootings in 2021. And that approximately is 54 lives lost per day, which is 14 more than the daily average of the previous six years. So, you know, looking listening to that, that was just a lot of information and I'm pretty I'm very glad that you brought those statistics up. And I found this article, The Hill, and it has a lot of insight and has made me think much much more deeply on this topic. Um, a quote and some information or basically some things that I saw that stood out to me uh, was something that was like for some communities of color, gun violence is the norm. For many in urban communities throughout the country, the fear of losing their children, merely walking to and from school or playing outside is a legitimate fear. For many of those kids, losing a relative or parent to gun violence is also a legitimate fear. But this is the reality that they've had to adjust to in order to survive. Now take a moment to think about that. Being a child and a young person should be filled with making great memories and having good experiences. Instead, these kids are faced with pressure with pressure seemingly coming from every direction. It shouldn't be hard to understand why so many of them go down an unfavorable path. And then, you know, to think about what having guns really does to children and their futures, um, there's another line in The Hill. It talks about how when analyzing the challenges for African-American children, living living in an environment riddled by gun violence significantly decreases their odds of ever escaping violence and poverty. The odds of them falling into a cycle of poverty and crime increases, essentially leaving a revolving door effect on kids who otherwise may have may have had a bright future. And I don't know, that just really sticks out to me because it's that's very true. You know, when you see things all around you as you're growing up, that's something that you could possibly fall into again. Um, It's not even possibly it's like a high chance of you falling back into it. And. For kids being surrounded in that and like having seen nothing else but that it's they're going to want to, you know, engage. They're going to want to go out, buy guns. They're going to even if it's like even if there's like an age limit, I mean, there is an age limit. They're still going to find a way to get those guns. They're going to find um, some way somehow to get, you know, equipped with that, with the things that they shouldn't have. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that does make sense. I think it was like Dr. King's quote where education and character are combined are crucially important for one's growth. Or, And 
that kind of following up to when we talk about kids and guns around them um, india now generally prohibits people including those who have a license to carry a handgun from knowingly or intentionally possessing a firearm in or on school property including private and public and uh, preschools so property that is essentially being used by a school for a fu- school function or on a bus even that is considered into that and diving more deep into it i think guns in school are unnecessary and significant threat to the safety of children and college students with the background like guns have no place or should not have place in schools uh, the tragedies that took place at sandy hook virginia tech and other schools across us demonstrate the devastating effects guns have on school communities calls to arm teachers or to allow college students to carry guns will only lead to more guns more gun deaths and injuries not fewer by contrast laws that prohibit guns in schools and impose harsh penalties for gun possessions help keep students and educators safe looking at the reducing gun violence at k12 schools so shooting at k- the preschools shook everybody because schools are generally safe havens from gun violence that is so prevalent everywhere else a report issued by US Departments of Education and Justice found that between 1992 and 2006 at least 50 times as as many murders of young ages from 5 to 12 occurred away from school than at school in addition at least 140 times as many youth suicides occurred off school property than at school but during the 20 10 to 11 school year there was about one homicide and suicide of a school age youth at school per 3.5 million enrolled students federal and state laws ensuring that school schools are gun free zones have helped preschools even safer significantly reducing the gun laws in these places proposal offered by the gun lobby to arm teach arm teachers and repel gun free school zone laws are dangerous and counterproductive there is no reason to believe such proposal will help curb those rare instances of gun violence at school teachers are not trained law enforcement officers their purpose is to be educators and role models further the gun lobby's claim that the gun free zones invite mass shooting have been thoroughly debunked by research showing that over overwhelmingly majority nearly 90% of high fatality massacres since 1966 have occurred wholly or partly in locations where civilian guns were allowed or there were there was armed security or law enforcement present American colleges and university campuses are also generally safe havens from gun violence. Moreover, as described in the summary of minimum age to purchase and possess, students under 21 may not carry handguns on campus in many states because they are prohibited from possessing handguns. Which leads us discussing kind of the sides leads us to a debate that we have been that has been happening since probably ages or decades now. Um, on February 14th in 2018 the United States was hit by a very crucial uh, shooting which was the Parkland Florida shooting the horrific scenes of students running from their school in Parkland was seen in news outlets it resulted in about 17 people a death of 17 people and is regarded as the deadliest since the Sandy Hook shooting back in 2013 which had resulted in death of 26 people the Parkland shooting is also the 18th school shooting in 2018 alone Since 2013, there have been about 300 of them making United States the country with the most school shootings in the world. 
understanding that i think it is also crucial to understand the causes and the critiques of gun laws so the most controversial of the possible causes of gun shooting is gun itself some americans argue that school shootings are happening because people can have easy access to guns and weapons United States has the biggest stock of personal fire firearms in the world at the same time it has the weakest and the most lenient set of gun regulations critiques of gun calls for the restrictor restrict stricter gun restrictions laws that would minimize the incidence of shooting as this would keep guns away from people who might want to use them the senator cory Booker, a Democrat, stated after Parkland that our nation must act on gun violence. This side of the debate argues that whatever the other contributing issues, shooting are per- perpetuated by the use of firearms. So, if the kids do not have access to guns, then they would act out and kill people at school, regardless. On the flip side, the pro-gun Americans contend that guns are not responsible for killing people, but the people itself. In fact, they contend that guns keep schools safe. So the National Rifle Association (NRA) has stated that more guns will make schools safer and prevent any shootings since the teachers and staff would be armed to protect themselves. They state that putting in place strict gun laws would not necessarily reduce the risk of shooting because people who are willing to break the law and kill people will not abide by those laws anyway. Further, they argue that the right to own firearms is a constitutional right provided by the Second Amendment. So coming back to that um the idea where like regardless if you have a gun or not like regardless if there's a restriction on guns or if there isn't that people will still go for it i think that's true to a certain extent um i'm not saying that you know just because something's illegal and someone will still find a way to obtain it um that we should you know legalize it i'm really just trying to say that uh no matter how many restrictions you put it doesn't matter if someone wants something they're going to get it if they have a desire it's like i feel that people will you know for certain things if it's inaccessible it can make someone desire it much more you know what i mean so i don't think the the way to you know a situation i mean not a situation a solution would to this wouldn't be to add more restrictions we'd have to go about it in a much different way cuz like you know for example like look at drugs or something like that like you can make it illegal but there are still people that will want to go and do it you know or um it's like telling a kid you can't have something and it makes them want them even more um especially because if some people are in situations where they literally can't find you know and another type of way to solve the problems that they're in then they're going to have to go to the guns like you know kids will be out in some like in certain types of um, situations and then it's like oh i have to get a gun because that's what i learned that will you know help protect me i necessarily i feel like i do understand both the sides but don't you think it also provides like like the whole if the citizen or the civilians feel that hey i have to carry a weapon to protect myself don't you think that's actually like a weakness of the law enforcement in the country that they're not able to give that assure like you know that that safety net to the citizens saying that 
hey you you don't need you don't need guns to protect you like we are there to protect you don't you think it says something about the law enforcement that if the civilians don't feel protected and they want to go and get guns and also the whole that's like my first point and the whole idea that mental illness is responsible for a uh, problem that possesses sort of kind of like that the i think that goes into like the support of any context of like psychological studies but in my opinion like then you would like term every mass murderer or like every suicide bomber or everybody in that mental illness criteria and you might try to empathize them with it like i don't think so i think some people go out there with the intention to kill someone and that's a, they know exactly what they're doing when they're trying to do it so those are the kind of like two issues that i have in my brain with this so like okay for the first one i definitely do agree there is a fault in the um law enforcement um you know police all of that because yes a lot of people um shouldn't feel like they need to protect themselves when we are you know when we are like when we have so many officers and when we have so many laws um but then again there's also the point in that where it's like people feel like they need to protect themselves from those in the law enforcement you know what i mean so i 100% agree that's like definitely a fault um that needs to be corrected before everything before anything honestly um you can't really you know fix or like try to control how um guns are being exported or like you know given out or whatever um when you don't have a control on how the law enforcement or the government is in the first place you know what i mean yeah do you think that if if the law enforcement is worked upon on this issue like essentially making citizens trust their law enforcement officers like trust the people who are there to protect them do you think the gun people would stop buying guns if that's the case um i'm very 50/50 on that because yes they possibly might stop because they feel like oh you know if i 100% trust a police officer in my neighborhood to protect me by all means necessary then they have me i won't buy a gun i don't need a gun but then there are those people that regardless if there's an officer there's still a whole neighborhood that 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 some officers have to protect and you know officers are people too you know what i mean they're not going to be able to uh fix every single situation and be um present at every po- every problem that there is you know what i mean so they like say there's like three uh burglaries in a neighborhood the, like if there's only two officers on watch they can't be at every single scene you know what i mean so people might still need to feel to get it like they'll feel like they need to get a gun because even if there are those that are put here to protect us or to help us that whole little like inner thing in humans where it's like i still need to protect myself you know what i mean um it's like a backup thing because if someone else can't have like if they don't have my back then i need to have my back so it's like but a backup thing i get that but i'm not going to lie like it's very hard to get a gun in india like, really yeah at least from what i there's no one in the society that i lived in and lived in a, like <clears throat> i come from a very middle class family literally no one would even think of like having a gun or touching a gun people just pick up rocks in my country i'm not even going to lie to you like 
yeah i mean we we <laughs> might fight with like rocks or something like that but yeah, guns getting aren't. guns is just it's really hard like you have to go through like a really rigorous process to but get that but is it because like it's expensive for you like for us it's in ethiopia no, it's I just, just much more like, expensive in my opinion i just think like indians in general are like stable like even though our law enforcement is not that great because mm-hmm. like i mean there have been times where i've walked up to a police station and they're like oh you know you wore these jeans and that's why it's your fault you know yeah. then in that situation i could have easily been like oh i can carry on to protect myself from rape and like so on and so forth yeah. you know so like i just i don't know but when i came to united states that's when i realized like we had i don't remember in my city ever read i used to read newspaper pretty much every day for for the what for 12 years that i remember reading the newspaper i don't remember a single case of someone entering a school and shooting people Are you like serious? i'm not kidding i don't remember a single one actually that's so true that's very much an american sorry i don't want to say an american thing <laughs> but like that is i i can see that because there's not a lot of maybe they just haven't pre- reported it or something i don't know but there's not a lot of reports like with outer countries um countries besides the US I think it's like the behavior of carrying a gun and shooting like it's so okayed over here like, like it's I, like normalized yeah, at this point at yeah. first it was like oh my gosh why are people doing it and then now it's just like oh another one wow i like, wonder what school now it's because for me it's like so terrible for me but then i'll find people who justify that thing you know like i don't know why but like why do you need people go to educate themselves like why do you need a gun in a school like from what are you trying to secure yourself like it makes no sense you know like like who is there to threaten you over there like with it just doesn't make sense i don't know i'm not going to lie school shootings i so when i was a kid i you know as a child you don't really expect your school to be shot up or anything like that and like we always did a lockdown drill and i was just like Oh my gosh, this is so lame. Like like who's going to come into our school? Who wants to come into a school and hurt children? Like that just seems so uh, like absurd to me. So I never really saw a point in that. But then we started getting into high school and like, you know, like 8th grade, 9th grade, and then it's like, "Oh, this actually happens." And then I started hearing about reports close to my school, like literally like a 15-minute drive, and I'm like, "No way, that could have been my school." and it's like to a point now where it's like uh this is actually true and you know at first i'm thinking it's a joke and now it's just like oh my gosh it's 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 happening like it could possibly happen to anyone and it's only here like that's what really blows my mind it's only in the US yeah do you think the shooter has the whenever someone wants to kill do you think they want to go for the vulnerable people um The school is the most vulnerable place you can go to like people are like it's like you know people are people go there to study like they don't go there to like train in a firearm tra- like doesn't make sense do you want to know my real opinion on this yes i really feel like school shootings are occur because people want attention um i might be wrong this is my personal opinion but it's like literally what you said people go to school to learn you know what do you have what do you like what is going on in your head for you to think oh i'm going to go up to a place there's no money that you can steal there's like you literally have no reason to do anything um i'm not saying that you know hurting harming people is justifiable um or justified but it's just like 
there's literally nothing at a school. So you're just going up to the school. You are threatening people. You are actually going through with the things that you're thinking of um, just for attention because that's, like, the biggest thing. When children... I just think, like, when children are put into harm or, like, in some kind of threatening situation, everyone gets involved. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, parents are all over it, Um, you know, like, government officials. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. Everyone is just talking about it because children are being involved. And it seems like such a, like, it's an innocent place because it's just where kids are going to get an education. And then for that place to get shot up or to get threatened at that is just, like, like, I don't even have the word for it. I can't think of the word, but it, it's, yeah. it doesn't, it's insane, basically. Yeah. No, I was reading, like, the psychology of, like, how a school shooter works, but everyone I could, uh, all I could read was, like, oh, they play violent games, and they have childhood trauma, and then there's anxiety, no. and there's depression. I'm like, I just, I don't, You're like, emotional abuse. It. Yeah, because someone is a mass murderer, they're a mass murderer. Exactly. I don't. I don't get it. Like, I get it. Like, mental illness is not supposed to be taken like any other, like, okay, a person is mentally ill and we have to, like, respect the fact that they, but then, you know, some people that, like, would use that. Yeah, there needs to be a system to take these people into treatment instead of how do they have access to even firearms to pick up and, like, shoot innocent people who are going to schools to make better out of the future. Like, it, it blows my mind for like when people go like oh shooters have childhood trauma and they're marginalized and all that stuff i'm like no it's like they even if it's an impulse like that's the whole point if that was the case then everyone would be a beast and everyone would just pick up a gun and start shooting themselves you know yeah i'm not too like educated on like psychological behaviors and um you know problems that can actually go through someone's mind before they do something but like you said if someone's that unstable, if they want to claim instability, you know what I mean, and um, go to a school, shoot up a school, and it's like, oh, I don't know what I was thinking. Well, clearly you knew what you were thinking when you were getting the gun. Um, and I just feel like if a family knows their child is unstable, they wouldn't keep a, a firearm in the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, because even when, like, police come, like, when, you know, like, when someone's having, like, suicidal symptoms, mm-hmm. and the police, like, they do ask if they have, like, any blade or, you know, they check, like, shoes. Yeah. And just make sure that there are no weapons to, like, self-harm and harm people around them. Yeah. Because that is a very significant, uh, I would, behavior from someone who is not mentally stable. Yeah. But using that as, like, oh, then in that sense, like, every mentally unstable person, if they go and shoots, like, someone, not just school shooting, then that would be justified saying, hey, you know, like, oh, they're mentally ill. So, like, it's it's a part of their behavior or it's part of one of the symptoms. That That does not make any sense to me. I think law enforcement, like, if people are carrying guns because they feel insecure, then... That's a question for law enforcement, like the legislator to answer that themselves. Like, hey, why do people not trust the law enforcement over here that they have to carry their own guns? Yeah. Like that should be a one case. And the second case is like finding a way of treatment or like some sort of establishment for this, making sure that like mental, mentally ill people are not having access to any form of weapon that's like Mm self-harm. I don't know. But I think that being like one of them, because we should be focusing on like, how we are treating those people instead of focusing on, hey, you know, people who want to harm will anyways harm. So, like, let, well, there's no point of putting restrictions on gun laws. Yeah. Like, it makes, I don't know. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, 
well, what you're saying makes sense, but what they're doing about it doesn't make sense. Um, but I think that's going to be all for our last episode. I really hope you enjoyed this. Um, it's been a great year, and I hope you guys go back, listen to our episodes. Don't forget us. You know, reach out to us if you want. Uh, have a great day. Bye. <laughs>